January 5, 2024. It's a for Pedro show. Show. Happy Friday. Uh, start off with John Coltrane, live excerpt from Birdland, March 2, 1963. My favorite things. His interpretation of that sound of music waltz. Then we had uh, You Were Gonna Be Here and Prepared from the Burn Babies. Actually, a demo from the Burn Babies. Because of those Estonian software engineers with their Skype invention, I got with me John Tuan Joe. Chasumi, Montreal. Welcome aboard. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let me explain first how I know you guys. We shared the stage a couple months ago in your town. Joe, well, Guitar Man Joe, I want to start with you. Please bring your earliest musical recollection. Okay. I guess it's uh, with my parents. They had the Beatles records on vinyl and uh, just really dug the like the early stuff they had like all the rock and roll music like cheap trick also so i just dug through their record collection and because that's before i could buy my own music so that's pretty that's much your first memory about music is going through their records uh what, yeah, what but speaking of fucking records what was the first one you bought with your own money it was uh the all-american rejects move along it's a shitty uh 2000s pop punk record, but it was my favorite at the time, so I guess it's valid. I remember it's a Watt for Pedro show. There's no hard questions, there's no wrong answers. What was the All first right. gig you saw, Joe? Uh, it was actually a Beatles cover band at the Corona Theater in Montreal. Okay, nothing like a cover band. I think to these days they say tribute. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. I guess, I guess, yeah. Right, because like it's more to cover. Because sometimes a cover could be an interpretation. True, yeah. I'm no, thinking of the animals doing Lead Belly's House of the Rising Sun. Now, when Frigid Pink did the animals version, that was yeah, kind of karaoke land, but tribute, right? <laughs> you dress up like the motherfuckers, the whole thing. Yeah, right. Where a cover is like you take it, it's like somebody gave you a bunch of clay and then you used it to form your own little coffee mug or something. Yeah. True. Uh, okay. At the pad you grew up, was there music instruments? Uh, not really. Well, there was a piano at my grandparents' house, but no, I, no, I'm talking house. about where you grew up. No, no, no. Okay, at all. what about at school? Were you in the choir, or the marching band, or shit like that? Yeah, uh, I was in the. We call it uh, harmony here. It's a kind of strange word in French. It's a, no, no. It's I like mean, singing. Yeah, yeah. Now some know, people don't uh, sing in harmony, of course, <laughs> but they try. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, nah, like nah. And if you ask me, I think the human voice is probably one of the first instruments. Probably the oh, feet yeah. were second with dancing and drums and beating yeah, on your chest and, and shit. Okay, yeah. uh, how'd you end up on the fucking guitar if you were uh, singing? Yeah, well, I I, uh, I I played piano also when I was a kid, and I started. Ah, into did you go music. through the thing of the piano lessons? Is that what happened yeah. to your grandma's piano? Now, was it a positive experience or negative? It was. It was both, honestly. It was a positive experience. Like most fucking things, human, <laughs> a little of both. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was fun. It's like I really loved music from like such an early age but yeah. also there was like the whole performance thing with the piano lessons and shit yeah. and i said practice yeah and yeah it, it kind of became painful at some point so honestly that's also kind of why i wanted to start guitar because i didn't want to take classes or anything and it's it seemed hard at first but honestly i always thought yeah like guitar is a democratic how, instrument how so. did you get it well it's easier to move around that's for sure but you know yeah. the reality is rock and roll is piano music it's guitar is way later yeah, um, true. I mean, if you get into the musicology of it and shit. Uh, so how'd you get that fucking guitar, the first guitar? Uh, my my dad bought it for me. Ah, as beautiful. A, yeah, yeah. So he gave me it as a present after uh, finishing uh, elementary school. So it was a acoustic guitar at first. But then, of, of course, I wanted a, an electric guitar. So I got an Epiphone SG with a Well, a let, let, me, of, let me understand this. You said... Uh, you did a guitar because you didn't have to take lessons. So you were self-taught? Would you listen to yeah. records? On uh, on guitar, yeah. I was, uh, well, I took like two classes, I think, in a summer camp. I learned uh, so a little bit of line. lessons. Okay, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, a little bit of lessons, yeah. But nothing to make Nothing like the piano shit, doing. that experience. No, 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 no. Now, yeah. what about in the afternoon? Not after you, not before you graduate. You're still going to school, but afternoon when school's out, do you get into the basement band, bedroom band, garage band thing with your buddies? No music with people for me. Uh, I didn't like. There was a small music scene at my school, but it was like uh, back in the 2010s, and it was mostly like the indie like senior songwriter renewal revival kind of thing with like body Vare and yeah, shit but with I, kids they pay attention to that shit yeah okay yeah. <laughs> i thought kids you know they're into their own world and shit and then we're not so much influenced by it well what a nightmare look you gave me this song equals mcdonald's <laughs> <laughs> mr einstein right let's listen yeah
Watch for Pedro show that chunk of music start off Chop Suey doing Equals McDonald's. Q in San Francisco. Eugene Chadbourne. Sunken Lanes with uh, Thalweg. Brand new. Brand new podge from uh, Graham too. Brand new from Nikki is For Freedom. Noisuka brand new. Victor Hugo's Big Fat Face. Uh, the Worlders. This is a new project. Uh, Daniel uh, Huffin. He's got a new fumes. New. Uh, I play on like three-fourths of that. Just came out. But this is his uh, other project. And this is the Tachyons. Trippy. Love it. Uh, Nasubi, which is live at the Eugene Difficult Music Ensemble New Music Fest 2023. Uh, last fall. This was day three. Composed by Robin Hay. Performed by the Eugene Difficult Music Ensemble. Wire lines with collection. Vacant possessions. Fence posts. With tripophobia. Sorry about that. Fucking idiot. Get together why. Uh, vacant possessions and fence posts. Fence posts is also Graham. This is a collab he's got. Uh, super nice guys. This is uh, Masa, great bass man. Uh, doing uh, Bob Barker. I think we just lost him, right? One of them game show guys. Ben Salter. But I think he helped pets too. Ben Salter out of Tasmania with tracksuit, not suit. This came out last fall. I didn't know. Got to start playing it. Barry Stock for 15 years. And finally, Chop Sumi with bodies, but not the Sex Pistol one. Uh, your turn, Antoine. Earliest musical memory, please bring. Jamie Sumi. So, uh, I'll say uh, my first memory of music is really when uh, I was going um, skiing with my family. And they were playing Genesis in the car. Like lots of Peter Gabriel Genesis and Phil Collins. And I was like, damn, this is good. And I was like seven years old when I realized that. Yeah. And, uh, or you decided that other people might not realize that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> other people I might have thought, I... you know, I, J. Paul Sartre, you know what he said, right? Hell is other people. Well, yeah. <laughs> a little corollary to that might be hell is other people's favorite music. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's one good thing about the arts. We can get all subjective on the shit. Uh, exactly. What about uh, school? Were you in the uh, marching band or the choir, shit like that? Yeah, so I started in the harmony, uh, same as Jonathan. Not ah, in the same okay. school. but With your voice. Uh, yeah, I was uh, playing trombone. Oh, on the bone. That's bass clip. Yeah, on the bone, on the bone. And I did that after for like 12 years. So Not harmony. Uh, uh, they call playing a bone... That's part of harmony, huh? Well, I guess you can yeah. use harmony. Yeah, yeah. I, I think what we maybe call it's a general here, word for just music. Uh, it's or- orchestra. Yeah, I yeah, I understand. How, how different yeah. instruments work together, and it could be a voice, yeah. it could be like horns, or it could be even the bass guitar. Exactly. So, uh, ah, the bone. Uh, they're they're big over here with the marching bands. Because because oh, yeah. of brass, you know the John Philip Sousa kind of marches that kind of shit. Uh, what was the first record you bought, Antoine, with your own money? So I'd say the first record I actually bought with my own money is uh, an, a Muse album. Uh, a which band is called a band Muse I, from England. Yeah, 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 from England. It's a, a band I don't. Because Muse is also an old Greek word for uh, 
Yeah, people that inspire you. What was the first gig oh, yeah. you saw? The first gig I saw, I just uh, remember that like last week. And it was actually, it's a, it, it was the same month. It was in 2012, uh, in November. And I actually saw uh, the musical box. And uh, a week later... Musical box. Saw, You're talking about yeah, it, the Genesis? Yeah, it was a musical box. It's a cover band of Genesis. Uh, because yeah. I remember they had a song called that. So there's a tribute band named after one of their songs. Okay. Exactly. I think it's an album. But yeah. I'm pretty sure. Uh, and the week after that, I saw King Crimson in Montreal, and I was like 12 years old. It was crazy. How can you have two first gigs? <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. Well, I don't. I just. Yeah, you're you're you're, you're volunteering more information than I'm asking for. For for one thing, I asked you what, not when, <laughs> and then we only need too. one because you can only have your first trip once. That's why I asked that thing. Yeah, true. true. Now, so, now, how did you get on? Box. How did you end up on the fucking drums? Mm, I'm on the bass. Oh, you're the bass, the bass man. Okay, yeah. fuck that up. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Let's get to that uh, then. Now, that makes more sense. To, well, music is music, but the bone being fucking bass clef, not far stretch for the... It's almost like a fretless bass, huh? Honestly, it's the same as a fretless. It's it's literally the same. Uh, it it um, the, the move I did from switching from trombone to bass was just because I, I was getting bored on the trombone. I was having fun, but I was like, my, I, I can have more potential on the bass. And like, I think I just prefer the like bass sound and lower register. Can, can like, I ask you about a couple of uh, Bowen players? Uh, yeah. You, you JJ might. Johnson. Yeah, you JJ Johnson. JJ, never heard of him. Yeah. John Coltrane made, he's been Miles oh. Davis and he played, played with a lot of people. Uh, what about uh, Fred Wesley? Fred Wesley, I heard it. Uh, Horny Horns, right? P-Funk. Yeah. Yeah. You know, people don't know, but a lot of fucking uh, Funkadelic was recorded in Canada. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because of Detroit Windsor situation, right? So, uh, oh, yeah. You know, Motown and, and uh, George Clinton would go across, and uh, I think Louisiana Hot Mama's got a Canadian guy playing one of the lead guitars. But, and I think it's where Canada's actually, even though they're both New Jersey, him and Gary Scheider, I think they met actually in Canada and then uh, came together. He's the one of the main singers, like Mothership Connection, wearing the diaper and that shit. Starts, <laughs> yeah. Incredible musicians. Anyway, people got to know that there, there's a lot of music connect. You know, uh, the, the Stooges guys told me, that they used to see a lot of the England bands in the 60s when they toured. They'd come through Windsor to play U.S. So there in Detroit, Ann Arbor area, they got to see. Like uh, Ronnie told me he saw Jimmy, 100 people at this club called the Fifth Dimension. Uh, Insane. First came in over. Windsor. Yeah, yeah. So there's connects there. So so you get it. What was your first bass, Antoine? So uh, my uh, my dad bought me a five string bass. Whoa! Uh, and it was yeah. I started on the five string. That's wild. Uh, but pretty much, it, it was a Epiphone Tobias five string. It was an active. Tobias is a shop. company that uh, Gibson acquired. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it, honestly, they, they don't sound great at all. I sold it and ah, but a poor carpenter blames his tools, especially when you start out. <laughs> <laughs> you just fucking go for it. And and shit like, what was your first amp? Um, my first amp it was a trainer 
Uh, it was a trainer. Yeah, Canadian amps. Yeah. They're great. Ron, in Canadian, fact, Ron Ashton, Ron Ashton loved trainers. And they're really cheap, honestly. Like it's a bang for the box. It was a 115 uh, cab uh, with a 200 watt head. It was really great. Okay. And do you, uh, did you do that shit? Unlike Joe, who never played with anybody after school, did you do that? Uh, so for me, uh, I was uh, I did go to music school uh, after that. So no, no, I'm talking about why you're still at school, like the, the basement band, the bedroom band, the garage band. This is in the afternoon when you get out of school. Uh, no, Chubs and Me is actually my first real band. Ah, okay. Uh, I had some fun. So with okay, let me back up then. Let me back up because yeah, when I get when I, when when I get the mind reading thing done, I won't have to bother you with these stupid questions. But <laughs> I'm gonna have to use words right now. So okay, you you finish uh, high school and stuff, and then you go on to music school. What what to learn more exactly. on the bass or more bone? It was on the bone actually. Okay. Uh, so I did I did graduate on the trombone. That's all right. Beautiful yeah, instrument. It, it, but uh, when I when I entered a school a music school with the trombone, I was like, "Damn, I, sh I should have chose my the, the bass." It was just like I had more fun on the bass. So uh, slowly, I learned by myself bass uh, at home while practicing for trombone. Also, yeah, and, probably had uh, some of that knowledge uh, carried over, right? Oh yeah, it's really easy to do the switch. Yeah. Honestly, it's like the easiest uh, instrument to switch. Okay, uh, from trombone to bass, and, and also big mouthpiece, easy to march with. That's the Dudes used yeah. to tell me. French horns and shit. Oh my God. Look, we got to yeah. get on to the other Joes because I want to learn his story. Other yeah. Joe, drummer man. I, I got to yeah. have that right, right? Yeah, Process yeah. elimination. Right. What, what's your earliest musical recollection? Okay, so uh, when I was four or five years old, my uh, parents discovered faith and started going to uh, an evangelical church. Yeah. And there was a lot of music was really important there. And um, from the first day I went there with them, I was uh, only looking at the drummer and really obsessed with it. Oh, they had a band the there. Drums. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because believe it or not, a lot of... First rock and rollers learn how to sing in church. Little Richard, Elvis Presley, you know these guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But I there was a band here too. I know. I know. Nowadays, a lot of churches use bands. It's not just an organ player and singing. There's all kinds of stuff. Uh, yeah. What What about the first record you bought with your own money? Uh, that was a bit later. It was um, an album from a band called On the Road. Uh, they're uh, they're only chasing safety album. And so what about the first gig you saw? It was probably that church band, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. And yeah. Uh, so you, you were watching the drummer, you said. Yeah. So you think you got a hankering for drums that early on? Yes, but it, it took a while before. That's all right. I, you know what I Orson Welles learned us with them uh, fucking two-buck chuck commercials, right? No wine. We'll sell yeah. no wine before it's time, right? Yeah. So what? So how to develop? Well, let me ask you this: In school, were you yeah. in the fucking uh, marching band or the choir? Did you? Because some, you know, uh, the marching bands require. Uh, in fact, that you know, before you know why they're called trap sets, right? Uh, no. It's short for Tell contraption. <laughs> yeah, I was invented okay. in New Orleans because the first drums were actually field drums, right? They used them in military yeah. shit to march with. Yeah. Yeah. That's why that traditional grip is strippy like that because it was hanging on your side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So did you do that in school? <laughs> I I started playing drums, I think, at 
13 years old, so I was in high school. And then I did a bit of the orchestra, playing trumpet for about half a year. Ah, okay. Yeah, and... I, I sincerely school, believe if you can play drums, you can play other any other instrument because of the rhythm. <laughs> no, because of the rhythm component. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, I didn't play much music in school. I played a lot in church, though. Were you in the church band? Did you end up replacing that drummer, man? Yeah, not not that one, but yeah, I played a lot in church. Conceptually, let's say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. that means every Sunday, at least you got one gig a week. Exactly. Yeah. No, it's great. Because yeah. as anybody who does music will tell you, man, either use it or lose it, right? You got to practice. Got to practice. Yeah. You know about John Coltrane and Eric Dolphy, right? Ten-hour practice with a jar of honey. Yeah. Whoa. A jar honey. Yeah, and which was terrible because Eric Dolphy didn't know he had diabetes, right? Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, whoops. Yeah, that happened. In fact, get this. You know, he grew up in Watts here, SoCal, and his father built him a prac pad in the backyard. They're into it, man. You know, some parents are very supportive, like uh, Antoine getting that, uh, uh, and Joe, too, getting his guitar and the bass, and you guys' his parents being supportive like that. Because, you know... I've had people on the show where parents were not into it. You ain't going to be playing. And they had to kind of sneak. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fuck that shit. <laughs> come on. We got to express on, ourselves, yeah. right? And so, uh, look, when I come back, because we're almost at the end of the first hour, when we come back, we're going to uh, learn about how you three came together and start playing with each other, all right? All right. All, all right. right. So, people, it's the first hour of the... January 5, 2023 edition of the Watt from Pedro Show with special guests Joe Antoine Joe from Chop Sumi out of Montreal. Hang tight for hour two. January 5, 2024. It's the second hour of Watt from Pedro Show.
dýchání se samoprohlubuje. Je pravidelné a rytmické. Dýchání se samoprohlubuje. Je pravidelné a rytmické. Právě v tomto soustředění mohu najít řešení dříve nepochopených otázek. Nové paprsky energie prozáří náhle mé vědomí a pití. Míra soustředění se stupňuje a vše, co existuje, je přátelské a uspokojivé. Míra soustředění se stupňuje a vše, co existuje, je přátelské a uspokojivé. Mohu se soustředit. Koncentrace mě vede k pevnému uchopení života. Chápu, že soustředění je základem každého poznání. Každý nápad je jako rostlina, která koncentrací vzklíčí, vyroste, rozkvete a přinese plody. Každý úspěch posiluje v mém podvědomí víru v budoucnost a dodává mi energii. Mohu soustředěně pracovat a zůstat uvolněná. Budu soustředěně pracovat a zůstanu uvolněná. Každý úkol zvládnu klidně, bez starostí a strachu z toho, co se stane. Věřím, že výsledek bude dobrý a že ani v budoucnu se nemám čeho obávat.
Watt for Pedro Show start off the second hour. Chop Sumi. Follow me into the sun. And from Bono, Baratini, Trick or Chess. Trick or Treat, no, Trick or Chess. Adam Body Donoval with Grandma's Tape. This is Dead Maple. Uh, a guy who's half Canadian moved to Bologna, Italy, and he started a label out there, Jonathan Clancy. And it's called uh, Improved Sequence. And we're putting out the new El Sonio de Manayo album in the, later this spring. And these are a couple releases there. Bob Lord, Hypersonic Velocities, Scrapers Papers, Requiem Canis, Arcani. Yeah. Maybe some dogs, huh? Most Kemp Fonger out of Holland with Attack Sound. And finally, Chop Sumi with Psychos. Psychosa, maybe. A little Greek, French. Yeah. Now, <laughs> how does Chop Sumi, how do you three guys, well, is there actually, is is, is, is Burn Babies before Chop Sumi? No, it's a, it's an ongoing side, ah, side project. project. For, okay. For, yeah. Later, later, let's talk about that when I play the other two. Because I, I just right. I had no idea, you know. But uh, how do you three meet? All right. Uh, so it's uh, me, Joe, a uh, guitar man, that uh, I was, like I was telling you, I, I didn't have any friends playing music or anything around me. So I was at a guitar store at some point, and uh, I was buying a... I don't remember what, a 12-string yeah. acoustic guitar for some reason. And uh, I just started talking to the guy over there. And um, I was like, yeah, I have some songs. I don't have any bandmates. I don't know anyone who makes music. So he was like, oh, I know a couple of people. I'll set you up. So he set me up with Antoine. And, uh, this is a guy working a, at the store or just a, another guy shopping? Uh, the guy working at the store. Yeah, okay. I forgot to mention. Yeah, I got to so say, was, in a way, this reminds me of like record stores. How many yeah. bands started, or small clubs, right? Yeah. And then when we lose those kind of places meeting each other, it's even yeah. lonelier, right? So oh, yeah. I know there's some convenience about online, but there's something about meeting people, too. So he sets you up. So he, this guy knows you, and he knows who? Antoine? Yeah. Yeah, they, go to the, they went to the same school together, the music school he was talking about earlier. Okay. And Antoine's yeah. never been in a band yet. So you got no, no, no friends. He's never been in a band. Okay, that sounds like a good recipe. <laughs> Absolutely. So what happened? Uh, yeah. So then uh, Antoine knows, uh, well, he called out, I mean, you go ahead. You. Well, yeah. So basically, uh, Joe was telling me uh, yeah, that he had a show booked already. Whoa. On the 23rd <laughs> uh, December? December 23rd, 2018. Yeah, yeah. 2018. Uh, we were... Um, we were jamming for the first time on the first September, uh, de uh, December, uh, but uh, it was really so. In three weeks, honestly. he's got a gig, even though he had yeah, no fucking yeah. three band. Three weeks, we okay. got a gig, and we don't have a drummer. It, like it was an acoustic uh, setup. Yeah, Joe was playing the the guitar. Yeah. maybe guitar. the twelve string he just bought. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was playing the keys. Uh, ah, keyboard. Like, okay, so yeah, you didn't tell me you learned that bass. too. Okay, great. And I, I just said to Jonathan, like, yeah, this isn't this isn't gonna work. We we gotta we gotta get a drummer. Uh, so we so we did get a, a drummer like a week after, and we uh, how we how like uh, well with my connection at the music school. Okay, you see, I used, no, I was I thinking maybe friend. that fucking dude at the fucking music store. 
Oh, no, no. He's, no he, he sounds like the little matchmaker stuff. cat. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so. Anyway, you got a cat from school. Is this Joe, this other Joe, drummer man Joe? No, no not no. yet. Okay. No, I, I got with them uh, just last year. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah, we, this we, guy, we, yeah. the, the the first incarnation of is it is the band called Chop Sumi? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. It, it is actually. I had the whole thing ready. I had like the name. I had like songs and shit. And I didn't have bandmates, you know. Okay, <laughs> that happens. Yeah. <laughs> so you get this guy uh, on drums. You got a power trio now. You guys, you got to teach him the songs. You know him, right, Joe? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we we had like basic versions of the songs, so we we played the show at a. At a how was that bar. first gig? I what? How was it? Yeah. Uh, it was it was cool. Honestly, we um, it was a, a Green Day cover band, <laughs> which was shit. That you were uh, uh, sharing the stage with. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then it was the the guy from the music stores band, which was also terrible. But I mean, it's fine. No, it's great. Yeah, because and you got out. You got to, you know, acknowledge the connect with Antoine. It's, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, uh, yeah. And we're grateful for those guys because, like, even though I personally hate their music, I I love the human side to what like. Yeah, and that's going to happen, right? Because you got you know? ethics yeah. and you got aesthetics. I wish people yeah, yeah. understood there's a difference. One is uh -huh. just about you know, hey. I like the way this tastes or something. The other thing is like, you know, you're a fellow human. Why don't we treat each other decent? Yeah. <laughs> I know. Look, I want to play header.
Off for Pedro Show, that chunk of music started off with Chop Sumi with Hatter. Then we had Sloth Hammer with this, th- these next uh, three tunes are from uh, Welcome to Gaza, a benefit Graham and uh, Randolph put together to help the situation. Uh, the Gore Violence Patrol Cometh from Sloth Hammer. David Delacroach with uh, Anna Moen. Stephen Ray, pray for rain. All one word. It really means it. Finally, chop suey. Got no patience. Okay. So, would you call that first gig a success? Yeah. I, uh, I broke that epiphone that my dad bought me when I was a kid on stage for that first show. Ah, I thought you said it was acoustic gig. No, no, no. We ended up playing electric. Yeah. Okay. Because all the 60s. Remember, I asked you if you played that 12 string. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so you end up playing electric, you end up breaking the guitar. How you break it? Like Pete Townsend style? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Just like <laughs> smashing it. All the MSG uh, specials that he ruined, uh, and they weren't ever. Yeah. <laughs> they weren't. You know, Ronnie had a piece. Him and David Alexander went to London uh, from Stooges, Ron Ashton. And he said he got a piece of one of Pete Townsend's Rickenbackers he broke at the, I think it was at the, uh, oh, I can't remember the name of the fucking pad, but. Yeah, something else. Uh, how long does the drummer last? He lasted what, like two years, I guess. Yeah, two, oh, two years and okay, half. okay, okay. So, so yeah, until until the beginning of the pandemic. Okay, okay. Yeah, and then what and then happened? We, uh, well, there was a lot of things going on. Like he definitely wasn't like serious enough to be like to take the the role like. Uh, I don't know. Like uh, there, there was mixed feelings about him as a person, also. So, anyways, we we uh, we parted ways. We parted ways. You know <laughs> what? You know what? I found this. Like, if it's a music thing, you can always practice. But if it's a people thing, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, practice yeah. ain't gonna help. <laughs> oh hell no! You yeah, know so what do you call uh, it? Some kind of chemistry. There's just something about it, man. Sometimes it don't yeah. mix. So maybe everybody's happier in separate things. So how do you meet this Joe? Well, yeah, there was another drummer in between. Oh, okay, 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 sorry. Who's in the baloney seat? He's a... (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? You got one piece of bread, another piece of bread, and then there's the baloney, right? Yeah. One time, Scotty, Ronnie's uh, brother, told me that their ma told him, Scotty, Scotty, you're just a baloney, because he was the middle child. Yeah. (laughs) Actually, there's a slang in the Northwest... uh, U.S. Northwest called Lucky Pierre, right? And he's usually the middleman on a three-way. So, anyway, <laughs> so so what about this uh, uh, this drummer guy in the middle? Yeah, he's um, a friend of mine called David. He plays in another uh, Montreal band uh, called Thick Glasses, and he's uh, good, he, he played drums, but he didn't play drums in his band. And uh, since we were we just kicked out our previous drummer, and we didn't have any plan for a replacement. Part, parted ways. Him. I like Antoine's. Part of the ways, yeah. yeah. yeah part of the ways. <laughs> Kick you out. It's more uh, airbrush, uh, you know, a little more civil. Oh, yeah. yeah. To- totally, yeah. So uh, we had him uh, fill in as a drummer. We didn't know for how long, honestly. We knew it was probably... Oh, like that first uh, the first class record. There's no drummer on the cover, right? <laughs> you know, that guy ended up being a chiropractor. They call him Tory Crimes. His name was Terry Chimes. I read this yeah. interview. He ended up doing chiropractic. Uh, so, okay, so he's filling in. He's like a placeholder till you find somebody per- permanent. And is, and is that the Joe you got now? 
Uh, yeah, yeah, that's the joke we got now. That's well, the, how'd you the, the, find him? Oh, well, uh, we, uh, we, there's a bar we go to, um, it's called Turbo House in Montreal, and uh, we have a lot of friends in common from there, but uh, Joe was uh, just getting out of, like, the whole church situation and didn't really, like, know any people in the scene, so he hung out there, and we hung out there also. And uh, by being around each other, like, he was uh, coming to our shows, and uh, at some point we just ended up, like, <clears throat> talking more, and yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I, I actually discovered the band because I was friend with David, who played drums at the time in Chepsumi. So I was friend with David. He talked to me about this other band that I didn't know about, and I was curious to see what it was. And then a few months later, I learned that David was leaving the band. Like, How many Man. gigs did David do with you guys, Joe and Antoine? Hmm. Well, like 10? Yeah, about 10. About it was 10. in the pandemic, so yeah, we, he recorded with us for the first EP we put out. And then we played a couple well, of songs. Let me ask, any of these songs that I've played, do these have David? Yeah, uh, there's uh, Follow Me Into The Sun and Bodies with David, yeah. Okay, okay, and the, and the other guys are, are Joe. Yeah. Do you remember the first gig with Joe? Yeah, it was in uh, January last year. Ah, so Joe's just been with the band a year. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. literally. How yeah, was that yeah. first gig? Uh, well, for me, it was, it was really awesome. Like, just... It was my first real show uh, after uh, after the church, and like seeing all of my friends coming there to support us, and it was really a great vibe. Ah, beautiful, like, beautiful. I, I had, because I yeah, you, you know, some some first gigs ain't that like that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> We're yeah. at the end of the second hour, January five, twenty twenty three. Just watch Pedro, so special guest Chop Sumi. Hold tight for hour three. January 5, 2023, third hour of the Walk for Pete Rose.
Watch for Pedro Show. Start off the third hour. Chop Sumi with What Do You Want? And then Tollum, Terry Riley, Nels Klein. The light is real before. There's another one, too, I'll play next episode. Wharton Tears. He's got a brand new record. Wharton Tears, great cat in New York City. I think he's living in New Jersey now. Pennsylvania, somewhere close. But uh, his fun city is where I got to record with uh, Bob Quine, Voidoid guitar man. Everybody said, hey, he's, he's going to kill you, rip your head off, he's mean. And he was the nicest man in the world. So, yeah, fuck that shit. Crisis 23, Wharton Tears. And then Bullets of Balloons with Grease in the Shoot. So, uh, uh, when did you go in the studio? For uh, this last record? Yeah, with, 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 with jo- Drummer Man Joe. Trevor Manjo, we went uh, what in June? Yeah, it was twenty twenty three. Yeah, the end of the end of the uh, yeah the end of June. Yeah. Now, would you say? Well, it seems like the band started with Guitar Man Joe. He said he had the songs and he had a name and everything. But Antoine, mm-hmm. you get in the band and then with that other guy. Uh, what was the process of Chop Sumi finding their own sound? Uh, was it still Joe, like, being the shock caller, or did it turn into more of a collaboration? So, um, I'm going to explain it, but basically, uh, Joe comes with the structure, the uh, the basics of the song. And after that, we uh, together, like, pimp it, and, like, make it more... Uh, so I do my bass line, Joe's do his drumming, and we all put this together to make, like, the, the song that you know and hear. Uh, yeah. I still look over the arrangements sometimes, but like I come with yeah my my song basically it's and, and when you I say your song, song, do you make like a demo or do you play it for them on your guitar? I I do try to make demos if I can, but sometimes and on those like, demos, do you have drums and bass parts or is it just you and singing and playing your guitar? It it depends. Most of the time, it's really just me and my guitar. If I have ideas for drums or bass, I I share them. But I try to let the guys do what they have to do until I get involved in the arrangements. Now, uh, did this change from when Chop Sumi first started with the other drummer? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I was more, also more protective of what I was doing before. And then by working with people I I found I trusted with time. Well, you've been I with Antoine to... five years now, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I definitely trust him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I do my thing. Well, Antoine... Yeah. Do you ever bring in songs, uh, drummer man Joe? Do you ever bring in songs? I have songs that are in the progress right now of okay. like being written, uh, but uh, they, they may be on the next album. I don't know. We will see. We yeah, are sure, sure, gonna sure. have something that's not just me, of course. Yeah, and obviously the band evolves, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. right, right, right. Okay, uh, tell me about this. Uh, uh, side Proj. Uh, yeah, Burn, Burn Babies. Babies. Because you gave me another song. We started off the show, right, with one. And this one, Today is Real. And it says demo. So it's yeah. it's like a kind of an early Proj? It's honestly, it's been going, like this recording thing has been going on for like two years now. I just never had the time. So I've been recording it on a, like the Tascam four track. And this is recorders. Joe the Guitar Man. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So and, uh, so it's you playing alone and like sound on sound, you overdub it? Yeah. Okay. Exactly, yeah. So I played the drums, the bass, guitar, vocals and shit and 
since my Tascam really isn't in good shape, it's it sounds like shit, and I've been trying to make like a good mix for a long time. So I sent you the ones that sounded the best, but it's. It's bound to come out at some point, but it's like... Well, it's gonna, it's I, bound I, to come out now, because I'm going to play it.
If I weep, if I weep, turn me up side down. If I dream, if I dream, shake me up and shake me down. If I
tabernacle. <laughs> well, <I'm> from, <laughs> people have just said the worst cuss word you can say in Quebec. Uh, Quebec. Oh, yes. Here we go. <laughs> of course, when I learned it, that's the first thing I said on the stage. <laughs> but we started that chunk off music, last music for this edition, Burn Babies, with Today is Real, a demo. And uh, that's an evolving thing, too, but this is Joe Lowe. You know, sometimes it's good people to have your own things because then you can commit totally to the collab thing with the band because you've got an outlet where the man alone. Makes sense. Yeah. 100 Flowers after that. I'm going to play with urinals, which, you know, get this, you know about this, right? Urinals change their name to 100 Flowers to get more gigs. Oh, they yeah. got less. <laughs> so they change their name back to urinals. Oh, God, yeah, watch out. Careful what you wish for. Yeah, urinals had huge effect on Minutemen. They had a song called Ack, 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 we used to cover. But we only said three acts because we cut one of the verses up. It was so kind of, it was all one chord, and then the big move comes, it just changes half step. I dug that. Then um, EFL collected with Dyspnea, FOD with Sick. Animal, and finally, Chop Sumi, and I've played this before because I love it, Pistain Hands. So you get twice, but it's worth the the replay, people. It's a great song. And so what's next now for Chop Sumi? So what's next? Well, we're going to record an album eventually. Um, We're playing this year uh, about an eight to nine song album. Yeah, maybe go up to 10 or something. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. We'll Whatever. see how we feel. Well, what about time? You know, you especially everybody's making vinyl, so you'll want to go more than 20 minutes aside. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we have, like, longer songs than, like, most, I mean, most whatever. Like, we're a punk slash post whatever band, so we have, like, five-minute songs regularly, so if we fit in, like, a couple... Two I'll tell you, I'll tell you, the second Wipers album was called Youth of America. Yes. One side oh, yeah, was I one song. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for those days, you know, of course, we know about Pink Flag and Wire and stuff, you know. Yeah. But, man, it was a whole side. And for th- those days, it was like, what? Oh, yeah. Just a <laughs> but that's okay, man. The movement was about letting the freak yeah. flag fly. It wasn't about going any kind of mandatory thing for everybody so if you guys got longer oh, yeah. shorter songs it's very very okay so um, what about playing on tour we're uh, currently booking a tour of ontario but because we've no because been, i'm a, like, i'm asking you about the u.s because i would love for I mean, u.s people to see you i mean we love that shit it's uh we're currently like booking DIY for now. We're with a label, but it's uh, not the best relationship we could hope for. So we're like sort of thinking about like either we go full DIY or we stay with them and whatever. But for us, like the US side of things is maybe not for now, but we're definitely down. And like seeing like you with MSSV touring, like all that much definitely made us want to go on tour and like play and get good and like meet people, meet bands and. So, yeah, we definitely really want to focus on touring. but like You know, that's an old tradition. Small. That goes back to vaudeville and stuff. The idea of working towns. It's a trip. Hmm. If you call a tour more than a month, that tour that we shared the stage with, at MSSV, yeah. uh, sky turns black. Blue skies yeah. turn black, yeah. That's right. And uh, that, if you call a tour more than a month, that was my 68th tour. Yeah. So yeah. I only got 68 more to do. 
<laughs> no, no, it's it's quite an adventure, and uh, you might dig it. I, it ain't for everybody, but at least try it out. You know, first you're going to oh, do an Ontario sure. tour. That's pretty good. There's a lot of towns, a lot of things. Yeah, but no, 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 no Quebec. Are we? We're, we're definitely going to play Quebec. Okay, but it's, okay. Uh, it's a, it's a tougher uh, population. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I'll tell you, p- tougher maybe maritime, maybe all the way to Vancouver. I mean, Canada is oh, yeah, huge. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's huge. There's so few cities for that much land, but yeah, sure. Well, you know, I want to put out the invite right now because for sure you're going to make this record, right? So when this oh, yeah. record gets done, will you come back on the show and we can play talk about it? Absolutely. Ah, great, yeah. great, great. Where are you going to record it? There in Montreal? Oh, yeah. We are, there's a couple places, but we, uh, we're trying to narrow it down to the best option for us. Sure, but, sure, yeah, sure. Yeah, Montreal. Okay, so that's my invite to you. When it gets done, play it out, and then come on the show. We'll play it. We'll talk about all the tunes and how you made it and stuff. I'm really interested in you guys' voyage through music. Awesome. We're definitely trying to make it to L.A. as well. Whoa! That would be I mean, real we bitchy. definitely would like. In fact, Pedro, you play the harbor, and I'll share the state. We got a club here in Pedro called the Sardine. We'll share the state. Fuck yeah, let's okay. do it. Okay, yeah. Joe, Antoine, Joe, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank so you. much, thank can't you wait to lot. have you back, people. Absolutely. January fifth, twenty twenty four. Keep your powder dry. <laughs>